welcome to our mini-sodes on agents with our agent assistant, Alice Hoskins. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alice. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's lovely to meet you, Alice. Would you mind introducing yourselves to our listeners, please? Of course. So I'm Alice Hoskins and I work with literary agent Sophie Lambert at CNW Agency, which some listeners might know as Convol and Walsh. Um, as it was previously known, and it's part of the Curtis Brown Group. Um, I joined c in January 2022 after a few years working in the theatre, film, TV and education industries, respectively, as a freelancer. And I'm so excited about these mini-sodes, and I know they're going to be so helpful to so many of our listeners, and probably to us as well, so thank yes. you. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Welcome to Minnesota 3. Today, we're covering author and agent relationships and uh, and communication. And a question I see a lot of is how long should we be waiting to hear from an agent once we've submitted a manuscript? I think we say to allow a period of about three months, which probably feels interminable. Does that sound interminable? It sounds interminable because I remember how long that lasted. Waiting is hell. Agony. Yeah, I mean, as I've said, agents and assistants are incredibly stretched and often, you know, working overtime and weekends to keep up with their their current client list and be delivering the best service that they possibly can be there. So I think just as painful as it is, trust that they really want to get to it and they might have already got to it. They might be sharing it with other people. Um, They might be, you know, letting the dust settle after reading it in a couple of weeks all sorts of things could be going on, um, but don't panic if it takes a long time, because um, I've known it to take longer than three months as well. Um, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's good to know. I think um, many authors have said that they experience radio silence. Um, so they send it off their, off their manuscript and it disappears into the ether um, and they don't hear anything. So um, you're saying you shouldn't read anything into that for the first kind of three months or whatever that particular agency specifies on its submissions. Um, but when would you say it was acceptable to give an agent a nudge? So this is tricky. I think they won't have forgotten about it, I hope. Um, We kind of try to keep track of everything as best we can, and that is often the assistant's job. Um, You can trust that you'll definitely hear back from them that's a yes. The annoying thing is that some people don't send rejections. We try and send rejections to everyone um, with a little bit of detail and a bit of actual feedback as well. I mean, you're entitled to send a nudge. Yeah, I was, I was just going to uh, jump in there and ask why? Why do we not send? Re- why do you not send rejections? I know you do, but some some agents obviously don't. Is it why do they not? Even if it's just a one liner, is it just they don't want to get involved in that kind of communication if they're not going to take things forward? Or maybe, yeah, mm. but maybe there's a fear that it will start up a sort of dialogue. I think mm. I I don't love it as it a it seems to be process. becoming more more common though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I've heard that that's happening more, more and more often. Absolutely. And I think the sheer quantity is also yeah. um, an issue. Um, but, yeah, I think it's sort of a, d- a decent thing to do, really, to let people know and not leave them in the lurch. But I would say in terms of nudging, um, I think you can definitely nudge if you have any sort of news or information that an agent might need to know or that might sort of help inform their decision. 
Um, so if you've been, you know, if you've entered a prize or an award, or you've got a nomination or um, your poem or your short story or whatever has been featured somewhere or you wrote an, uh, an article, that's, I think sharing that is brilliant. If you've got a podcast, anything like that, that sort of adds to your profile um, and that gives an agent an opportunity to maybe look at another side of you and a different, you know, a different kind of style of work or type of work in a different genre or a different area. Um, but I think it's also really important, yeah, to let, just on that note, to let agents know if, if you have signed with someone else or mm. if you're, um, but that's, so you can let an agent know that if other agents are interested, I think that's a good way to give someone a nudge because then they will speed up um, and really bump that to the top, top, top of the priority list. Um, but I have known instances where people have accepted representation elsewhere and not let agents know. And then an agent has finally got to that manuscript and spent a weekend reading it and come back oh. on the Monday and been like, yeah, I want to offer it. And they've already gone with someone else. And I think that that is unfair. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, to avoid doing that. Okay, basically. So we've talked a little bit there about um, submitting to agents, but when you've signed with an agent, as well I think there can sometimes be a bit of um a delay in communication as well there sometimes when agents get really busy and I know there were a bit of a needy bunch us authors sometimes <laughs> so um how long do you think it's acceptable for a signed author to wait for um a um an email back to a question do you think I don't know that there's a hard path. it depends what your question is as well if it's like I haven't received you know my uh delivery advance money you know that yeah. is important and you need a reply um and I think often yeah I think it's okay to say please can you prioritize me and you know maybe a different way of saying that but I think it's radio silence is agonizing in any situation um uh but just don't don't panic and um I think trying to read anything into it is yeah, a waste. So that's the thing you know? isn't it yeah, yeah. I think it's a waste of time as with anything in in life is kind of like it's something completely sort of outside of your control that actually catastrophizing is going to be more disastrous than the reality I think we authors are very good at um overthinking things and all the possible things that could be happening and what they'll think of our manuscript and all those sorts of things well we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to write the books if we didn't would we exactly it's like that imagination goes into overdrive yes mostly just um, ask another question about um when we hear back from agents um and rejection letters I'm not sure I don't think we've covered this question elsewhere um there are different types of rejection letters aren't there some are very like a form letter and very sort of impersonal and others are rejecting you but they're they've got some nice little comments and feedback and is that something that you would do or an agent would do to sort of encourage someone is is that is that yeah that? certainly or actually to try and maybe steer a project in a slightly different direction um with the, and I think we will often say we really enjoyed this have you thought about tweaking xyz and please do send anything if, if you do take those edits on and then sometimes they might send you know a vastly improved manuscript and then might get signed by that agent so I think yeah trust that that agent has really, really liked what you sent them. If 
uh, if you get that sort of more curated uh, response because yeah it is I think also there are some situations in which an assistant might have read something and um, really 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 loved it and then the agent might not have had capacity to take them on and then the assistant sends a sort of love letter oh. <laughs> because they're always they really get um but yeah I think I think those are lovely those sorts of responses yeah. great um and what when an agent and author when an author has been signed by an agent it's not quite as simple as the book then goes straight out to publishers is it so uh, what happens then with um the level of editing is there sort of a standard um, amount of editing an author could expect before they then get to go out on submission and wait again I mean no that's sadly not (laughs) I think, as I said, you know, it varies a huge amount from agent to agent. Everyone at CNW, I think, devotes just an enormous amount of, of editorial attention to their authors. And like I said earlier, it's, it's because they want to get the best deals from their author and present manuscripts to editors in the best shape possible. And it also maintains the reputation of an agency, I think, if the quality of what you're sending is um, in incredible shape. And actually, if the editors don't have to do that much work, um, <laughs> we eventually sell it. But it's... Um, I think, yeah, it's tricky because some authors really want a lot of editorial guidance and attention and some just don't want it at all. Um, and if that level of involvement doesn't work for you, that's that's a conversation that can be had or you can think about moving. But I think we I think generally when you're signing with an agent, there will be conversations around how much editorial work they're expecting is will the author will need to put in over the next year or so or you know and to give a sense of timeline I think is really helpful and I think with everything just clear communication and transparency about that from the off before you sign is actually key um but at the end of the day it's it's always up to the author really it's, it's your book um and I think the best agents do re- respect that because we wouldn't exist if it weren't for those books um, but I think, you know, trusting the process and enjoying the editorial process and um, even though it can be frustrating and exhausting, I think there is something quite satisfying about whittling something into shape. And also it presents an opportunity to have a team around you in those early stages. Um, if you have an agent and an assistant and maybe another assistant who are all sort of working on it with you, I think it can kind of remove some of that loneliness that I imagine it's a yeah, thing. that's so true that's very true yes does do you ever send out manuscripts that come in without any editing does some need no editing at all or is it always need work I've never experienced that right. um, I think some I've, I've known some to just go out on a partial um if it's a really exciting book and actually the the last 70% needs a huge amount of work um, and kind of the skill that agents have in sort of creating a lot of buzz around a title. Um, but yeah, on the whole, we'll, we'll work very closely. Yeah. That's all we've got time for in today's mini-sode. Um, thank you so much for answering all our questions, Alice, and join us next week, listeners, where we'll be asking all the other questions that you want to know. <laughs>